friends. Welcome to the Modern Mamas podcast. We're here to provide a safe space for open dialogue, insights, and anecdotes about empowered pregnancy, labor, delivery, parenthood, and everything in between with zero judgment and open hearts and minds. I'm Jess, a level one CrossFit trainer and a licensed and certified athletic trainer. I have my master's in kinesiology and I'm currently studying to be a certified nutrition consultant and a birth fit coach. I'm the blogger behind Hold the Space Wellness as well as a mama to two small kiddos. And I'm Laura, a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, birth fit Santa Cruz regional director, and mama to Evie Wilder. I'm also the owner of Radical Roots. Head over to MyRadicalRoots.com to find recipes, insights, and nutrition consulting. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. All right. Hi. (laughs) Jess and Laura here um, with the Modern Mamas podcast. Thanks for joining us. Today we have a very, 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 very special guest who we will introduce introduce shortly, um, Lindsay Matthews from BirthFit. So we'll get to that. Jess and I are going to do super quick intros. We promise. To give you our usual quick, (laughs) this time actually quick check-in. And then we'll dive into some really awesome material today. So uh, Jess, what are your updates? Yes, mine are not as long. So I'm actually going to be seeing <laughs> Lindsay in person um, Saturday. So I will be traveling to Denver tomorrow for the BirthFit seminar there. And I'm like just so excited. I've been a little like, I don't know, uninspired in the with my blog stuff. I've just been swamped with work. So I'm really excited <laughs> to kind of get that feeling back and, and just get into it. Cause we've been talking about it for so long. It feels like, so that's going to happen this weekend. Um, since before Evie was here, I've been like, you need to go. And you've been like, I want to go. And now it's all happening. It's crazy. Yes. I'm so excited because you, your experience sounds amazing and I'm sure mine will be the same. So, um, looking forward to that. Um, Tim will be home with the kids. So He's awesome. He's a rock star. Uh, I just always get nervous for him. I don't know why. He's like an excellent dad. Um, but so that'll be interesting. Hoping everything goes smoothly there. And then last weekend, I was actually away too. And I think I was talking to you and um, Liz about it, Laura. But I had that basically like a group therapy retreat. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been doing this program for like six months. We talk about therapy all the time on here and about how much we love it and how it changed our life. But um, this past weekend, it was kind of like, immerse yourself in therapy uh for like two days and so while it was like amazing and life-changing it was so emotionally draining I think I was telling you guys I got like sick afterwards I think just because of like all the like Mm -hmm. cleansing of the emotions and stuff um but it was your body probably finally felt like almost like it was a safe space where you could get sick sometimes that's a thing I don't really know exactly. I'm sure it's all, you know, psychosomatic in like that way where everything is, your emotions are tied to how you feel um, physically. Mm -hmm. So um, it was really powerful. Um, I wish maybe we'll talk about it when we have more time at a different date, but. Yeah. And you guys can go, we talked a lot about mindset too in episodes um, 10 and 11. So you want to go back, check those out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's mine. That's mine. That was like a minute. I'm proud of myself. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Mine hopefully you? will be quick too. Yeah. So this last weekend, we Evie's first road trip. So we went down to um, Paso Robles in San Luis Obispo where Rusty and I met. So it's only like a three-hour drive, but 
she was a champion. It was amazing. Uh, she slept like eight and a half hours at my in-laws and, uh, just was like, you know, we were out and about all day and she was, she was awesome. So that was very promising, especially considering we're going camping this weekend. So we leave tomorrow. We're going to, uh, Shaver Lake and camping for two nights with a few friends. And what's cool is that one of my good friends had a baby the same day as me. So same birthday as Evie and she's going to be there. So we'll have two, our two little 10 week old, almost 10 week olds. And, um, we were laughing saying they'll have like fireside chats and (laughs) hang out, make s'mores. Did they, Um, uh, did y'all have like similar, are y'all having similar postpartum experiences? Like so far? Really? No, I mean, and we're both pretty positive. Her little one's awesome, easy, um, really sweet. This is her second and her first, um, is six. Mm-hmm. So there's like the big gap and, um, I think it's just different having, she was very, she's a little older and was like, has her like, um, good systems in play, you know, was out of, obviously out of diapers with a six year old and, <laughs> and, um, so. had her life pretty sorted in that regard. So then throwing in a newborn again, I think it kind of threw her for a loop a little bit, but she, like me, is very, very supported. And, um, and also her husband's working full-time out of the house. Mm-hmm. So he went back to work right away. So that's been tougher, I know. And also toting, you know, it's summer, six-year-olds out of school. Um, so that whole dynamic as well. So yeah. it's been different, but she's very much like me and like getting out of the house and being very social and all that's that. That's good. So, that's good. Yeah. Well, so we'll see. That should be really fun. Um, awesome. Yeah. And then my last one is just, I'm finally back to recipes again on my blog. I, you know, when I was sick and a lot during pregnancy and had a lot of belly stuff. And so food is super appetizing again. So guys go check out. Um, I've got some new stuff over there and, um, right now my brain is like fried. So I'm like, what do I even have? I did a new, uh, crispy potato bits recipe, which is like my favorite thing ever right now. We have it every day. Um, and then I've got some cool smoothie bowls on the way. So stay tuned for Didn't those. Did you have like an avocado toast or something? That's what it was. Yeah. yeah that looked epic. Avocado toast. That was delicious. Um, so I'm trying to like get that stuff out as I make it. And it's been really fun to do, to get into that again. Cool. Um, we'll put links to that stuff. So that's where I'm at. Um, that's it for now. So next week I'll come back with some cool updates from camping with a, with a nine week old. And, um, that should be good. We're like doing full on tent camping, roughing it. So, I mean, we roughing should... it. there's like running water. <laughs> so it's not really that rough. We but. should do a total, like a podcast, like traveling or slash camping with kids and just like, yeah. Talk about how to hack it. I think that would be so cool. Cause I, I think I've never useful. done camping with our two kids just because I'm like, I'm just scared. I'm scared to try it. Um, Well, but you're, I'd say, uh, yeah. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I don't have two and I don't have a toddler, so it's different. Like she's not mobile. Right. You can just strap her on and yeah, go hiking or whatever. But yeah, we should totally do Uh, that. I'm putting a note so that we do. Okay, Holding cool. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's dive into the goods now. Okay. I'm sorry if you hear um, my two giant dogs are like being crazy over here. So if you hear wrestling and, and uh, barking in the background, that's what it is. So we're giving them the full experience. Like they're sitting <laughs> in this, the room chatting with us. Cause we get baby coos and sharks and dogs <laughs> wrestling and all of it. So real that's the way of it. Yeah. Um, all right, all right, let's dive in. I, I'm like itching to get Lindsay's talking on here Thank and to, to get her perspective. So, um, let's introduce her. You want to dive yeah. in with that? So Lindsay, she has the most 
amazing bio I think we've ever had on the show <laughs> right now. So I'm yeah. super excited to read it. Um, but basically, let me get you going here. Lindsay is the proudest member of the Fight in Texas Aggie class of 06. Oh, my God. So I know, hardcore. That is hardcore. It. And my husband's an Aggie, so I totally feel you <laughs> on that. Um, a, she's a doctor of chiropractic that specializes in the biomechanics of the body and balancing the musculoskeletal system while also restoring mechanical integrity of the nervous system. That's amazing. She is a coach <laughs> at Deuce Gym. She also believes that movement is life and the body has endless capabilities. Um, and as she's witness to this every day in what she does, she is the founder of birth fit, which is a rock star movement to empower and educate women going through the motherhood transition that includes pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. She's a hard worker. Amen to that. I see that all the time, <laughs> a believer in magic and a lover. She's also a woman in pursuit of truth through food, travel, and relationships. And I can totally attest to this. She's a game changer and we are so oh God, yeah. excited to have her on. <laughs> mm. um, I know Lindsay personally oh. since before I even found BirthFit, um, just through, I think Logan, your fiance, Lindsay's fiance is the one who I initially connected with through social media because we run in very similar circles. And then I got introduced to Lindsay and now they become really, really great friends of mine. And, um, it's always like, if I ever think about traveling down to LA, I'm like, how can I make it so that I can go to Venice beach and see these people? Cause they're just so rad. And then I'm so grateful to Lindsay for introducing me to birth fit before I got pregnant even. And it's really impacted this entire journey for me and that it kind of brought together the four pillars, which we'll get into, but it's not just about fitness. A lot of people think birth fit and they think fitness. It's about fitness. Yes. But also nutrition, chiropractic, and perhaps most importantly, mindset. And so I did a lot of preparation, um, before conceiving. And I think that's played so heavily into, um, how this experience has gone for me. So today we're going to talk about Lindsay. We're going to get to know her better. We're going to talk about birth fit. We're going to talk about like, um, kind of just where she is in, in life right now and where this movement is going. Um, so we're going to get into all of it. And then we got some really rad questions from you guys. So we'll dive into those as well. Um, before we dive in, let's do a quick question, an icebreaker question for you, Lindsay. This is my favorite Lindy. part of the <laughs> interview. <laughs> what is your favorite place on earth and why? I have a guess, but I want to see uh, what you say. <laughs> well, oh, man. Favorite place on earth? Yeah. It's like a no-brainer if I say um, Fiji, like Tavarua. Yes. <laughs> Like, that's, like, a special, special place, I think, um, like, to get away, shut down from everybody, um, and just, like, not be connected to social media, the computer, and just be connected with, like, Logan and the earth and the people there. Um, that's been my place lately. Um, before that, I took a super special trip to Africa. I went to Tanzania, and... This place like was part of my journey. It changed my life. And I felt very similar there, like being connected to the people and to the earth, you know, without all the filth of, um, you know, just the world, society that builds up on you. Um, and then I, I would have to say Austin, because even if I can't get away, anytime I go back to Austin, I feel at home there. So it feels pretty special. That's awesome. So I, I picked three. <laughs> I love it. I think 
Where's Laura? I'm back. We had lost I'm you. Back. Okay. I was like, oh my God, where'd she go? I feel lost, lost without my no partner. Idea what <laughs> I was like, like listening in and so in tune and all of a sudden everything went black. I tried to press mute and I hung up. I'm sorry, everybody. Mama brain. Anyways, proceed. <laughs> so she told us so, about three yeah. of her favorite spots. So I know yeah. I Fiji, Tanzania, and the third is... Austin. Austin. Okay. That's right. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Logan proposed to Lindsay in Fiji, and I I just like the most, just the pictures and the story. And I know, and you don't share that much when you're there because, like you said, it's so special. But yeah, uh, I get goosebumps when I think about that whole experience and like what I've heard from you about that place meaning to you. I think it's cool that there's like the trifecta of like the place that kind of helped to get you where you are now and in India. And then. Fiji is like your special like disconnect place, and then Austin is where um, I yeah. didn't. But that's I know that's where the summit is next year, and I think yes. it's it's where I feel at home. Like yeah. uh, you know, like your your bones and your everything feels settled there. Um, it's funny. Like we started going to Fiji, I think four years ago, and I had a patient. I have a patient. His name's Kelly Slater. He's a a surfer and. Um, at the time he was telling me like, you have to like take time for yourself. You have to like, even if you can't afford it right now, cause at the time there was no way I was mm-hmm. like, we can't spend this on a trip around the world. And he was like, just do it. Trust me. And we went and like, we've been making it happen ever since. Like we'll put away money and like not buy, you know, a new bed or whatever, new towels. If we, you know, things like that. Cause it's much more important for us to have that experience and to detach and, mm-hmm. you know, put energy back into us. So that's so awesome. Well, the amount of energy you put out into the world, <laughs> I think that everyone yeah. benefits from you going to Fiji. <laughs> yeah, totally. You <laughs> have I to could take, take all you with me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. that's awesome. Cool. Well, you mentioned, um, Tanzania a little bit. So, um, why don't you give us a, like a brief, uh, this is always hard cause your story is so magical, but a brief, um, kind you don't of have to be brief ish. You don't have brief-ish. to like, <laughs> brief ish. I'm going to cut you off. If you, if you yeah. You're like, you got 40 minutes. No. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about uh, yourself and how you got where you are. Well, yeah, I'll try to, you can interject and like ask questions, whatever. Um, yeah, born and raised in Texas. Spent a little time in Atlanta, which I barely remember, then moved back to Texas. Um, I, I share a little bit about my kind of outer body experience, and that was in fourth grade. And um, I, I honestly just started talking about that probably within the last two years. And, um, you know, it was pretty trippy. I had a gnarly asthma attack since I was born or probably since age of like two, um, I was diagnosed with asthma and just loaded up with medications. And so, you know, having that label, you're kind of freaked out. And anytime something happens, you go straight to the doctor. So that was, you know, part of my programming then. And, um, when I was in fourth grade, I had a gnarly asthma attack that couldn't breathe, ended up in the hospital, ended up in ICU for like a whole week, six, seven days. And, um, you know, at that time, obviously like I was having this gnarly experience and what they had told my mom was that I wouldn't live like it was very doubtful. Um, and then I kept hanging on to the next day and the next day and, you know, I came back. But what I remember out of that experience, it was like all these hands 
and you know the bright lights and my brother and sister and it was just really trippy and ever since then which I was really young I didn't share that a lot with people like when I got older and started seeing a therapist and stuff I was like by the way I had this experience um (laughs) yeah so um I, I just kept that in the back of my mind and I knew I was like, I, I know I'm here for a reason. Like, why, why the hell else would, would God or whoever, you know, is ruling this place, why would they bring me back here? Um, so I, I was like, I'm on a mission. Um, and fast forward to high school. I had the typical high school experience in Texas. You know, I played soccer. I was a cheerleader. Uh, Friday night football was everything. And um, drank all the beers. Uh <laughs> <laughs> drank all the beers, all the Dr. Peppers, ate all the oh. fair food. Yeah, like all of it. Yeah, yeah, all of it. You two understand that <laughs> in a way do. I never will. Because <laughs> you're from you're from New Braunfels, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm from yes, Bandera. So exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm from Bandera and I lived in New Braunfels for a while. So uh, I, I totally get it. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's so great. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt your story. That's Continue. I was just going to say, where did you live? What did you do? But I was like, oh, we'll save that for another time. <laughs> save it for the, maybe uh, this weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, New Braunfels was a great experience. And I wouldn't have changed the high school experience for anything on earth, you know. Um, definitely had a great time. And uh, tore my ACL my junior year in high school. So this was like another pivotal point. Um, and... I went around to like three different surgeons for consults and there was one surgeon, Dr. Jesse DeLee, who might actually still be practicing in San Antonio mm-hmm. or turned it over to another, um, you know, an associate of his, but he wore scrubs, he wore cowboy boots and he at the time was the only doc that said, you'll be a hundred percent, but you have to put the work back into it. Um, you know, at, before surgery, after surgery, and everybody else at the time was, you know, hey, it's you can only be 80% with an ACL. I was like, wait, this crushes all soccer dreams I've ever had. Um, so I was thinking I was going to go to play soccer in college, be the next Mia Hamm, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, th- I believe things like injuries, like divine intervention comes in and just does, you know, here's the path you got to go on now. Um, so when I had that injury, I was exposed to training before surgery, training after surgery. And now that I look back, it's totally how we prepare the body for birth, whether it's a vaginal birth or cesarean birth. But I was exposed to that type of mindset way back in the year 2000, whenever this orthopedic surgeon who was ahead of his time said, Hey, I need you to go to this chiropractor. I need you to go to this rolfer. I need you to go into PT. Like he made this holistic team for me. And I mean, surgeons still don't do that today. Um, but he was like, you need to be doing this, this, and this, you know, five days a week prior to surgery, like six weeks leading up to surgery. Then when I came out, we had a plan and, you know, looking back on that and then what women have now for, let's say, a cesarean birth, they don't have any sort of direction. And, you know, I was given the keys to the city, at least with direction for an ACL knee surgery in 2000, which is wild. But, um, yeah, that was a huge pivotal. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, which is crazy. So I took that experience and I thought I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. So I went the pre-med route, um, at Texas A&M and then my last or junior year, sorry, junior year semester, I went to Tanzania, Africa, and that was just random trip. Like I was in my advisor's office and all my friends were studying abroad and they were going to like Italy or Spain or wherever. I was like, man, I need to go somewhere. And I was sitting in my advisor's office waiting to like talk to her about this. I was like, pick anywhere. I'm ready to go. (laughs) And she was like, have you taken a look at the medical mission trip out there? And it was like a flyer and the flyer had elephants and lions and everything on it. And I was like, no, but that looks dope. Let's go there. She was like, it's Tanzania, Africa. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, okay, let's sign, sign me up. So I left on a plane right after Christmas for like that spring semester, my junior year stayed, it was almost two months. So you had to take off that semester, but it was actually perfect. So I stayed in Africa, came back, continued, like I had two jobs at A&M, worked through college and that was a semester I studied and took the MCAT and then I finished my next year. But while I was in Africa, I realized that, oh, you know, I don't think med school's for me, you know, um, this isn't, I'm prescribing medication. Even when we were there, I would just do basic triage. And this mom brought her son to me who was about six or seven paralyzed on the left side of his body, had seizures. And all they wanted me to do was prescribe like a sedative to him. And, you know, something just stopped me in my tracks, divine intervention again. And, um, I was like, hey, this this probably isn't the answer that you that you deep down like in your inner compass, you probably don't want to do. Um, so I talked to the mom, had my translator, and I was like, yeah, your son, he's like he's the same spirit, like he's awesome, but occasionally he has these seizures. It might be due to you know a few things that happen within the first year of life, maybe second year of life for him. Um, I don't know because I wasn't there, but. Um, you know, I was, I told her, I just don't feel comfortable prescribing a medication that's going to run out in 30 days and we're not going to be here to help you out. She cried. I cried. I found the only payphone in town. And I was like, I can't go to med school. Take, take me out of the, take me out of the running. Um, but I knew I was coming home like the, I think this was the next year. And, um, my stepdad was like, if you come home, you got to have a job because you're an adult and you're paying bills. And, you know, I've, I've had a job since I was 16 and paid like slowly be, took on more and more responsibility. Like when you drive, you pay for your car, your cell phone, that sort of thing, any extras. And then, you know, I, I was hoping to get a free place to stay when I came home, but the deal was I had to have a job so I could save money. Um, so yeah, I made that deal. And finally I came home and I reconnected with the Cairo that I saw back with my knee and, you know, I shadowed him and I was like, Oh, you actually like put your hands on people. You heal through your hands. I am into that. And you know, the more I saw, the more I, I really appreciated, um, that connection and that healing modality. So then I applied for chiropractic school and got accepted. And I took the invite to California because it was the furthest one away and never looked back. Um, (laughs) So that was what brought me out to California. And then just different experiences led to birth fit. Um, One, like, I I don't know if y'all want to go into this far, but um, 
BirthFit started basically as a blog in 2011. And at the time, into this. that's like a perfect segue. Right? Let's talk about BirthFit. <laughs> yeah. um, at the time, I was working with three male doctors, three male chiros, and we would get uh, contracted out for movie sets or for professional sports games or either by the actor or the athlete directly or by the company. And so it was nice whenever we would one would be on the road, maybe two would be on the road, and then the other two or three would cover patients. So it was like a nice, nice um, synergy we had going on. Um, But at the time, I would get, I started getting more and more females that, you know, had female type of issues like postpartum or pubic bone pain or, you know, I'm pregnant. Now what? At the time, like I'm 28 year old, 28 years old, Lindsay, and I'm like, I have no idea. Like I've never been pregnant. Like <laughs> my exposure to kiddos was my mom. She owned a daycare when we were growing up, and that was it. So birth I'm control pretty, right there. <laughs> best birth control. I was like, I'm pretty good at babysitting. Um, so uh, one woman came in and she was like, Hey, I want to get pregnant in the next year. And I was like, well, so that's kind of a new way to look at it. Like, I haven't been exposed to that. Um, Usually it's, oops, we're pregnant, you know? (laughs) Um, So she was like, but I want to be back on my TV show. I want to have the baby around this time. I was like, oh, well, I don't know if you can plan nature, but um, we'll figure it out. So I started taking more and more courses. Like, I started the ICPA diplomat program. I did doula training, did doula training twice because I enjoyed it so much. Um, <laughs> I did hypnobirthing. I did um, sacred pregnancy, uh, ICEA, childbirth educator training. This dog is awesome. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on over here? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And I just became so fascinated by birth and that's what, or the birth world in our country. And I just started writing blogs. And the more I read, the more I was like, oh, you can have a baby in the in, in the hospital or at home. Like you have a choice, but the huh. choices are kind of underground. Or yeah. oh, you can you can eat healthy and you can continue. You don't have to eat for two and eat shitty donuts and things like that. Like that's you know the generation that we grew up with. It's like we grew up where the womb was a completely separate environment from the mom. But so much research has been done to show oh, you're actually teaching your kiddo stuff, you're actually sharing energy, you're sharing nutrients and, you know, even movement patterns. Like it's crazy. So yeah, I was like, this, this is where I need to be. This is where my heart is. And, you know, one thing led to another and I've slowly, slowly taken more and more steps into being like full-time birth fit. And now here we are. It's crazy. Yeah, that's it's so incredible. And for those of you guys who don't know, I'm a birth at regional director for Santa Cruz. And um, the more I learned from Lindsay, the more I realized like this was also a calling for me. And so it's, it's really, it's a powerful, powerful thing. And birth, it's so much more like a movement, like we kind of mentioned in the intro. Um, And it's based on four pillars. So do you want to dive in a little bit into uh, what those pillars are? Sure. Yeah, so our four pillars are fitness, nutrition, chiropractic, and mindset. And I dabbled so much with like, oh, should it just be fitness, nutrition, chiropractic, or fitness, nutrition, mindset, or, you know, mindset, chiropractic, fit, like, 
three looked good. Four, I was like, I don't know. But what really solidified me in the four pillars was my experience, like my doula experience with actual people in the birth scenario. Mm -hmm. And the more I got to witness and share the birth experience with these women, the more I realized how important, um, dabbling and having a practice with, in, within each of the four pillars, how important that was going into, excuse me, birth or even going into the postpartum period and transitioning into becoming a mother. Um, so yeah, there's one in particular, like that solidified my mind with chiropractic is if you think about it, like not everybody's been to a chiropractor. Sometimes they hear horror stories or they get freaked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but think about it. Your pelvis is your vehicle for birth. And even just on the musculoskeletal sense, if one side is restricted, then that baby is hanging out in the uterus inside the pelvis. And the space on that side is going to be decreased, um, not as much surface area for baby to move around in. And you want like uh, uh, the grand scheme of things, the baby's like a parasite just, or college student, that's a little more appropriate, like a college student that's renting this house, that's going to do whatever they want to this house within this house. And they're going to get in the most comfortable positions ever. So yeah, I would want my hips and my pelvis and my lumbar spine functioning as dynamically and stable as possible because that is that's the vehicle for this growth this health stage and for labor and delivery um yeah and then nutrition i mean i didn't i'm kind of bouncing around but if you think about it nutrition like eat real food like what kills me is you know i have people that come in and they're like oh my diet's great like oh what's what's your diet and they're Ah. like Oh, I, yeah. I order these pre-made meals and you look at them and they're less like tofu or vegan or all the sodium. And I'm like, holy shit, this is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> or all the shakes in the world. And I'm like, oh my God. Um, but yeah, like we love a diet that's real food. And, you know, if you think without even being pregnant, what you put into your body is like medicine. So you have to take care of your body and give it the nutrients, give your tissues the nutrients that it needs. And the birth process, whether it's vaginal or cesarean, is an inflammatory state. So if you're already inflamed, if your tissues are already inflamed through the crap you put into your body, then that immune response or that inflammation response is already going to be heightened and you know it may may decrease the amount of time that mom can labor before she feels exhausted or you know blood pressure rises or things like that um so yeah you're you're fueling for performance basically um and then yeah fitness oh fitness <laughs> oh <laughs> so, fitness <laughs> birthday coach seminar um so, seriously there, it's seriously like, though no. <laughs> no no we mean like it. I, I love and, and I get emails all the time and I say this like uh I, like you know I love these emails because I can share so much like I just shared like I get emails like oh my nutrition's good but what moves can I do during my pregnancy? Or I know 
I know movements, so what can I do for nutrition? I'm like, well, do you really know movement and programming? Are you really that in tune with your body? And for us, like the movements are the most tangible way to start to connect with your body. And we don't know if labor and delivery is going to be three hours or three days. It's going to require, you know, at least the three main metabolic pathways, the energy pathways. And the number one reason for, let's say, home birth transfers from home birth to the hospital is out of exhaustion. So either the mom hasn't stayed fueled or she isn't in physical shape, you know, to have that, that, uh, stores, those energy stores for labor and delivery. Um, so yeah, functional fitness through all ranges of motion, strength, endurance, stamina, uh, balance, range of motion. I say range of motion instead of flexibility because I want the person to be strong throughout the whole range of motion rather than just, let's say the concentric, concentric portion of the, the lift. Um, so yeah, Mo- I know for myself, I used to, I'm like oh, hyper mobile and <laughs> I, was, I had like chronic back pain and stuff and working on this more like focusing on stability, um, versus flexibility. And like mm-hmm. you still, you, you, you get mobility in the right ways when you work on stability. And I think that's one thing, especially when women are pregnant, that's so huge because of all the relaxing and where we get like extra mobile. So stability yeah. is important, um, in ensuring that we things kind of like stay where they're supposed to and expand where they're supposed to, but not, not the other way around, I guess. Right. It's really powerful. Yeah. It's so true. You can't have, you can't have flexibility or the range of motion without the stability first. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. As you're talking, it's just, I'm so excited about this weekend, but like, I think my birth story will have gone live before this episode airs, but uh-huh. uh, my first birth was like a marathon birth. Uh, so over 24 yeah. hours, like three hours of pushing. It was a it was a birth center birth, and I almost had to transfer at the end because the baby was posterior. Um, uh-huh. So it was just a it's just like a, the perfect storm of like all these these things mm-hmm. happening. Uh, but just hearing you say like. Throughout my pregnancy, I continued to work out. I continued to eat well and, like, all of that good good stuff that really, if I hadn't have done that, I can almost, I mean, because at the end, I was just like, please, oh, my gosh, like, let this be over. I was so tired. <laughs> um, but, you know, knowing, like, if I hadn't done all that stuff in preparation, even, and I didn't even know I was doing it in right. preparation at that time, you know, because I, I didn't know about birth fit or anything, but... um it could have been way different. It could have been a way different outcome. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I had the nurses and midwives at, at my birth were like, once they found out that I had the preparation I had done, now they're asking me for like a card and they want to start to share what I did with other women because they're, you know, it was very obvious. I think when a woman is prepared yeah. mentally and physically for that experience and how they go into it. And it's, it was, I had been up for like 28 hours at that point, no sleep at all. And you know, you, yeah. it's, but you, because you've prepared, you're, you can, you can be okay and you can get through it. Um, it's pretty yeah. powerful. That's powerful. It's the mind, like the, through the physical training, you're training the mindset. Yeah. So you're also learning to surrender to movements. Okay. What is my body? What is my body telling me right now? And like all of labor, you know, all 24 hours, I'm sure wasn't just 
charging up the mountain, there were probably a little rest time, like the midwife or whoever was probably saying, hey, I need you to lay down right now or eat something right now, you know? And so then, okay, that's your rest in between intervals. It may not feel like rest, but you're trying to gather your breath. You're, you know, resetting. Okay, conserving energy. Okay, here we go again. Yeah, <laughs> there, totally. There it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so powerful. So fitness, nutrition, chiropractic and mindset. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't know, um, you know what the majority of the audience is that is listening, but a lot of what attracts women to fitness is their, you know, super, um, I don't want to say type A, but just like get shit done type of personality, which is what attracted me to the training world in the beginning, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, especially the CrossFit world. I was like, how efficient is CrossFit? Like somebody else decides the workout for you. You come in and you don't even have to think. And there you go. 60 minutes. (laughs) Boom. We're good. (laughs) So like, I love that. But, um, you know, part of the biggest challenge with, um, that type of personality is the mindset, like learning to surrender to the whole motherhood transition period, the phase, this chapter of your life. And, um, you know, is birth is one of those things that yes, you need to be in shape for, but you can't outwork it or work, work out, outdo it, you know? Yes. And that's what we had a lot of discussions about this, Lindsay, while I was pregnant about the, like the word surrender resonates so well, because yeah. that's, that's me to a T. I want to control everything and I want to have my workouts and I want to, you know, and mm-hmm. so learning to listen to my body and to take breaks when I needed to and push a little harder when I needed to. And all that, um, really helped with the actual birth process and that learning to surrender at the right times. And Evie's sitting here just smiling at me as Aww. I say this. It's really funny. <laughs> She's like, yeah, mom. <laughs> yeah. I already taught you so much, mom. <laughs> you have I love I I love hearing all this coming from me too because it's like I even and again my postpartum experience after the first go-round you know suffering from probably undiagnosed postpartum depression postpartum anxiety I had worked so Mm -hmm. hard on the physical aspects like what I was putting in my body and how I was working out and even chiropractic care I think I was missing that that pillar you know I think that's why it's so essential you have to have everything I didn't have the mindset pillar I had such a hard time transitioning into motherhood and letting go of control. It was so tough for me. Um, And then the second go around was completely different. Um, But I love that that is a key part of what you're doing is that mindset piece because it's so huge. So huge. Yeah. I used to think they were all equal pillars, but I think for sure mindset's the foundation. Yeah. And then you got the other three. Right, right. I think mindset allows you to fully, um, you know, experience the other three, you know, like once you get your mind right, then you can, you can understand fully like what chiropractic will do for your body and you can understand fully what fitness is doing and nutrition and all those things. And then you're doing it more for like the benefit of your baby and your body and the whole journey versus like aesthetics or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Um, and that's why I think it does kind of reign supreme. Yeah. Yeah. There's to, like, I know I've shared these books with you, but for anybody listening, like Mindset by Carol Dweck and The Obstacle is the Way, mm-hmm. they're not birth books, but they are totally relevant um, because as both of you experienced, I'm sure like you can have this dream birth and this birth plan, 
but we don't we do a birth preference worksheet in our prenatal series and then we come up with our birth preferences but at the top we have this like birth mission statement of how we want this birth to feel because mm-hmm. you can't say hey I want this and I want the lights dim and I want this smell because when labor starts you may want no talking you may want rap music and that <laughs> all of a sudden everything <laughs> the window but <laughs> or like, for instance like you said you you thought about transferring like okay you have to have a plan for when you want to transfer and you have to be okay with that so knowing what the overall intention is and knowing that okay the obstacle is not here to slap us in the face it's here to teach us and if we go straight through the obstacle we evolve as human beings we learn something we embrace something and you know, we actually come out more anti-fragile on the other side. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. You said that my husband, <laughs> have you read that book? Anti-fragile? I have not read the whole thing. Logan's read it like five times. So I hear the close notes from him. I know. But my I husband, know. I literally have it right on my coffee table. He's like, you have to read this. I'm like, ah. yeah, it's, it's good. It's <laughs> okay. good. Yeah. And we'll link to all these books in the um, show notes too. Awesome. I know we're kind of rounding out on we have a couple of listener questions. Do you want to it's dive okay. into that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sweet. Awesome. So I will go with the first one. So I, we can don't you have... hear her snorting? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm hilarious. Um, so first, our first listener asks if using midwives and, um, her husband will be her support person. Do you still recommend a doula? What about a postpartum doula? And this is for a home birth specifically. Cause you're, you're a doula. Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts on all that? Is her first birth? Doesn't say. I'm assuming yes. Yeah. Yeah. First. First birth. Okay. Yeah. Um. I usually 100% recommend a doula in a hospital. Um. First birth. I would say at least 80% recommend a doula for a home birth. Um. Because some states, honestly, if if you need to transfer, some states have rules against midwives entering the hospital or, um, uh, who can be your companion when you enter a hospital. Um, but midwives are just, they're in the same category as doctor, as in receiving the baby or being there. Some people may say catch the baby, but that's their responsibility. Their responsibility for bringing baby earthside, helping you do that. Um, they won't show up to help you labor, which a doula will show up maybe 20 hours before and help you labor, um, give dad some rest time, maybe go get you some food if you don't have any food. They're basically your assistant and they're going to keep your birth desires at the top, you know, number one priority. Um, so it's always good to have somebody that's, you know, been around the block, seen this a time or two, you, um, definitely agree with their energy, like your energies connect and, um, you know, somebody that is not non-judgment, they're there to support you and your partner and help you through that motherhood transition of that laboring phase. Um, so yeah, especially second time, I would say, you know, if this is home birth, second time you got a midwife, you got your husband, maybe not, you know, you've done, done this before. You kind of know what to expect. Um, but first time, definitely, um, postpartum doula, I would definitely say if you're having twins, 
like set aside money for a postpartum doula, at least just to help you get your sanity back. And, uh, with the feeding, because once you fed one, you got to feed the other. Once you change the other, you got to go back to the other one. It's like juggling and you're juggling probably your partner too. everybody's feelings. Um, so definitely, definitely, definitely with multiples. <laughs> right on. That's, I told, I, I, I responded she messaged me and I was like, we're going to pick Lindsay's brain about this, but I will say, um, having a doula was a game changer for me. Uh, but I yeah. did, I had a hospital birth. So for me, having her come to the house allowed me to stay there as long as humanly possible. And that was so huge for my mind and the whole experience, but you right. know, with the home birth, and it also depends on her midwives, I'd say like, depending on how, what kind of relationship they have, uh, there, if it's more of just like a medical kind of relationship or, if yeah. that was, you know, yeah. And Sometimes, I, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, I had a doula in my first, um, birth too. But I think where I went wrong is just like you said, I was just like, yeah, I'll just get a doula. I'll get any doula. <laughs> and so I had one. Um, I don't know if we necessarily connected um, right. as well as, you know, we probably should have. Um, but I don't even remember her being there. But I don't know if that's just because I was so, like, inward. You were so out of it, yeah. Yeah, like, I was just like in it. And my husband was the only person that I like wanted to see. Oh, that's good. Uh, but I also didn't have a hospital birth. And so I would definitely, I could see like if I had transferred, you know, he and I being so focused on each other and trying to get this baby out and not having to navigate the politics mm-hmm. of the hospital and not having to like question voice like my, a- my, what I want yeah. to happen, like having someone there, like to be, to hold the space for me, basically like, you know, to, yeah. to let my needs be known, that would have been invaluable. I know for sure. 100%. So absolutely. Yeah. Do you want to ask the next one? Laura? Yeah. Um, the next question is from, um, a soon to be mama. And she is curious as to your thoughts on having, um, a new baby in for adjustments. Um, how soon anything to know around that? And I'll just say, um, just <laughs> on our end that, um, <laughs> that we have Evie's nine weeks and she's been in for four. Um, she's seen the chiropractor four times at this point. And, and I notice like a, an immediate response in her eyes seem like brighter and she tends to sleep better. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty outstanding and she doesn't have a lot going on. So I imagine with, even with that difference, if a baby has like, is colicky or has sleep issues yeah. or whatever, I could see it being huge, but I'm super curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you said it very well. They, when you take a baby in for their first chiropractic check or adjustment, they're basically looking to see if there's any tension throughout the spinal cord. So the birth process, let's say if baby is a vaginal birth, they go through the ca- canal. That's part of the head molding process. Um, it's part of being a human and, you know, that has to happen. Um, if baby was born via cesarean, then definitely some cranial work I recommend all the time um, just to help with that head molding, skull molding process. Um, if there are anything like latch issues right away, um, I would say get a chiropractor. There are tons and tons of chiropractors now around the United States that are 
A, <laughs> no, and associated with birth fit um, and or ICPA. So they have some pediatric experience and they either go to people's houses or they'll be like, okay, bring your baby in after hours. You know, that way you're not exposed to everybody and it's a lot more of a calm environment. Um, latch issues, colicky, gassy, um, uh, anything like that. Uh, I haven't been part of, but I've heard some amazing stories where, um, you know, baby wasn't, ba- baby just wasn't thriving maybe like, um, I don't know if thriving is the right word, but you know, not feeding, not doing anything. And, you know, within two or three adjustments, babies, like Laura said, baby's fine. Um, totally doing, doing baby things. Mm-hmm. Um, but like snorting, <laughs> like snorting. <laughs> I usually tell people, um, if birth and everything went okay, baby can latch, then try to see me within the first two weeks. Like, I don't want them to stress out by getting to me or me getting to them. Like, Adding more stress is not part of the deal here. Um, so within the first two weeks. But if something's going on like that, I'll try to make time to, A, get to mom, or I have a great, great referral in my neck of the woods for a cranial um, pediatric Cairo. And if I know it's like going to require her, I'll send her right over. I, I don't want to take up too much time either, too, but um, I saw Dr. Stamps for my second one. You know, oh, Dr. Stamps yeah. was your, yeah. your guy, right? Um, yeah. So I used Dr. to work there, and so he was like, <laughs> I had my second one, and she had to get a bunch of um, tie revision because our nursing yeah. um, relationship was not starting out too good. So after yeah. the revision, he was like, come in. He let me come yeah. to his house. But I mean, I worked with him for a long time, but... He, and just so like people know, like he basically like held her, was looking at her, talking to her and he's doing his thing and she doesn't even know what's going on. Yeah. She's just like, yeah, you know, it's so gentle. It is. That's what I was say. It's not like you typical you'd expect of like, if an adult yeah. walks into a car, you're not going to hear cracks and you know, yeah. it's, it's very different. It's very gentle, but it's, it's very effective. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they're so like, they're so responsive. Like if you think about adults we've had years and years of just grime and stuff build up in our joints and our systems so we may take six visits before we see change you know in something where a baby it may be like oh she slept great tonight mm-hmm. after that adjustment she would always uh, have like a giant poop after yes, the adjustment. Yeah. It was like things were like free again <laughs> yeah so it was that's amazing so, that's so great yeah <laughs> But yeah, within the first two weeks, I would say come in, get baby checked, get mom checked. Awesome. Yeah. Right on. We have some more questions. I know we've got like six minutes. What do you cool. think? Cool. Let's, yeah, we can Let's do, do some. at least one more. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this one asks, at, she's six months postpartum. Um, she's returned to work already. She's found that her energy level has really tanked. She is really asking what should she be focusing on? And how to and prioritizing to not get overwhelmed by everything. She really strives to focus on the positive. Her nutrition is solid. She wakes up at 5 a.m. to exercise for 20 minutes and then walks 30 minutes on her lunch every day. So I guess. And I didn't add that the 5 a.m., she only does that two to three times per week. So she's not doing that every day. Overkill. Okay. So I guess she wants her, her, your take on really how to kind of 
get the energy level more stabilized and what to really focus on at this point in her postpartum journey. So she's six months postpartum. Mm -hmm. So here's what I would say first is your body can't see everything that's healing on the inside. It takes fascial, like ligamentous tissue somewhere on average, I think of like 270 days to heal. So at the six month mark, that is still not near 270 days. Um, so your energy stores, the nutrients that you're consuming, all of that is still going to heal your body. Um, you might need more sleep. And, uh, I'm glad Laura interrupted and said that she only does that two or three times a week, because if you were doing that every day, I'd definitely be like, okay, what, how much sleep are we getting? Um, if sleep isn't happening, like I would pay attention to how you're recovering, like sleep, what you're doing on your off days. Are you still, you know, mentally engaged on your off days? Cause that's pretty draining as well. Um, and then fats, like eat tons of fat, make sure you're eating enough. And if you haven't had a blood panel recently, I would go the blood panel route. Um, cause now would be a great time to get a just like a glimpse, a window of what's going on inside your body right now. And if you can do that with a functional medicine doctor or a naturopath or whoever in your area, then I would definitely do that because they can help find the right supplements that are suitable for you and what's going on within your body. Um, But usually a sleep and recovery is a big issue and then not eating enough. Right. Um, does that help? That's yeah, great. I mean, that's awesome. And she doesn't say if she's breastfeeding too, but I know, you know, that, like you said, not eating enough, that can play into it, especially if you're, For sure. you know, breastfeeding. I know I ate, still eat tons more than eat I ever tons. did. Yeah. 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 I was just laughing. We met with a friend of ours who had a baby at the same time as us yesterday. And now we, we do earlier dinners like five because she wants to nurse a lot in the evenings. And by eight o'clock I, I could eat like a full another dinner. It's so crazy. I'm starving, yeah. but I love it. You know, it's, it's, it's my body telling me what it needs, yeah. especially now that I'm exercising a lot more, um, adding that back in. It's right. like, you know, I've got, you got, it's just paying attention to what your body needs. And there might be a week where, 5 a.m. sounds atrocious, then don't wake up. Don't do those 20-minute yeah. workouts. It's kind of like there could be an ebb and flow, I feel like, mm-hmm. week, week by week in terms of what she needs. Maybe one week she needs more sleep. Maybe one week she needs to move more. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then also, like, nutrient needs are going to change. Maybe more fat one week. Maybe she craves more glucose carbs the next. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Paying attention is huge. Yeah, pay attention to your cycles. Uh, Mel just did a um, little webinar on rhythm, like – finding the rhythm, eating with your rhythm. And, you know, especially as women, we are so like, we operate in cycles Mm -hmm. and like, even when I'm on my period and maybe this woman has started her period again, I don't know, but maybe don't exercise right now, especially during the first, you know, nine months, 12 months postpartum. If you have your period back and you start to see these cycles starting to happen, use that period as a rest and recovery type of space like okay my body is going through a lot we're getting back in our rhythm connecting with earth so i'm going to recover during this time this five or six days i'm going to get chiropractic care massage acupuncture whatever makes me feel nourished inside my body Um, yeah yeah. i love it it's the best 
This last one I feel like is an awesome way to wrap up because I think I know your answer and I know my answer. And um, I think Jess has an answer for this too. But <laughs> this one asked, she's, she's in Canada and curious about maybe becoming like to become a um, birth fit coach and maybe a regional okay. director someday. And she says, do you ever lose your passion for working with this population with a kid or without? And as you age, do you see yourself doing this for a while? <laughs> and I think I know the answer, but I feel like this is a good one. I know for myself, Having Divin Divin dove dived into this a little bit, <laughs> Divin, um, I like that one. <laughs> I truly feel like this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And Lindsay and I and Jess, we've talked about this this concept of like there's a lot of junk crap going on in the world that is very unnerving and can be depressing and scary. But um, I feel like one of the best avenues I have to make a change is to empower moms and support moms who are then having children who are then going to raise these children to be um, citizens of this world. And so uh, by empowering them and make like having babies in a place of self-love, I think that's one of the most impactful things that we can do. And we're supporting moms who are in a, you know, it's we're, who, we're supporting a population who's so under supported. So I feel like there's such a need for this and I don't see it ever getting old um that's my thoughts Lindsay. what about you no she nailed it huh <laughs> <laughs> no i learned sure. from the best <laughs> there, oh yeah the the biggest thing for me is service like service to others and like laura said this population is so underserved and um you know, I don't see the fire going out anytime soon. In fact, I think, you know, it will evolve. And maybe, maybe after I have kids, if I have kids, when we have kids, whatever that looks like, you know, maybe 20 years, the birth fit has menopause stuff going on, you know, more women's health. Um, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I think, um, there's so much fluff out there and, just in the last week, you know, there was a super terrible NPR article um, about breathing and sucking in. And, you know, the media is just bought out and it just makes me so frustrated. And women are fed junk during the most vulnerable time of their lives. Like this motherhood transition where they're it's so much exploration and it requires so much soul searching, but then they're marketed towards, they're scared into all these decisions, these purchases. And, you know, I, I view birth fit as the truth. I view birth fit as, Hey, we're no bullshit. This is going to be here. This isn't going anywhere. So, you know, after you entertain the idea of, you know, a thousand dollar stroller will still be here. Um, <laughs> yeah. And if you, ha- if you have questions, we'll still be here. We're not the people that are, Hey, let's get the body back after baby. Cause no, that body's, it's not there. It's a different chapter in your life. Uh, we've evolved. We are in the queen and training phase. We are embracing the queen and training phase we're transitioning into higher beings. And if we try to go back to who we once were, it's just, we're going to be met with resistance. And, you know, that's not part of the journey. Um, you know, each of our, each of our journeys are meant to be lived. And, you know, part of that is us as women, you know, maybe that's embracing the birth process or the motherhood transition and getting all we can out of that. Um, and then transitioning into parenthood and embracing that with a big old open heart. And then, 
aging and the aging process is so like people may view this as like the downhill, but you know, I've been reading a lot lately about it. And, um, you know, to me, it's like the flower and you're just blooming. Like as you, like I, there was me blooming at 26 or 25 or even 18. I thought I was blooming, but no, like I didn't know my head from my butt at that time. (laughs) So I'm blooming as, as I age. And I think it, women are just so graceful and such beautiful creatures. And, you know, when we begin to accept our soul power and what's deep down inside, and like Laura said, when we pass that self-love onto the next generation, we're not only, you know, setting that next generation up in a much better, like starting off on a better foot, but we're also healing years of, you know, um, I don't want to say trauma, but trauma in maybe our maternal side lineage or even grandparents and so on. Like there's a lot of trauma that's happened within like the past. Genetics kind of yeah. like what gets passed totally. down. Yeah. Totally. That gets passed down to the next generation and the next generation. So yeah, once we embrace that soul power as women and we charge forward, then we're going to, make we're gonna make shifts in this world and I think that's super powerful I'm gonna cry um, <laughs> no it gives me the goosebumps <laughs> I can't yeah, help I, it I was, uh, <laughs> there was a quote I just posted on Instagram uh, and it was about embracing like just imagine if a woman whether she has a cesarean birth or a vaginal birth but imagine that she leaves that experience and she feels empowered and ready to freaking rock motherhood. Yeah, she's got some recovery to do, but you know, imagine that. Like that's way more powerful than being scared into decisions, into trauma, into you know, the just shit that shouldn't happen. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty powerful. And you know, when we can sit back and observe the birth process and watch it unfold, and watch these women unfold into these like beautiful beings that you know, they have to go on this journey. Like as doulas, I'm just there, you know, I'm there to support them throughout this journey and to watch them turn into this awesome, you know, rose or flower that they become. It's, it's a, it's, it's magic. Like there's, there's not another word for it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. The best. Yeah. If this is even like a snippet of what this weekend's going to be like, I'm going to be a blubbering <laughs> mess. Oh my god! People cry. It's okay. okay. I, cry I don't want to be the only lot. one. <laughs> it's fun to think back because I was like 22 oh. weeks pregnant when I did the coaches yeah. seminar. It's yeah. so fun. Um, well, Lindsay, where can people find you? Oh yeah. Well, they can find me in Venice, California. Usually, <laughs> yeah. go to Deuce. It's magic there too. That's one of the coolest Deuce gyms. Gym. There. Yeah. Um, or they can find us at BirthFit on Instagram or Facebook. Um, yeah, my personal Instagram is Gigum Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then if you're looking for a regional director, like you can look on our website. There's a map there. Or if you just type in BirthFit, you'll see like on Instagram, all the other names will pop up. Um, whether it's Santa Cruz, Dallas, Austin, things like that. But yeah. Sweet. And um, as always, you can find me at laura.radicalroots, just at just all the space on Instagram. And then um, feel free to direct message us. You can find us at 
also you can email us at modern mamas podcast at gmail.com. And, um, this has been awesome. Lindsay, thank you so much. We'll let you go. Cause we know you got to catch a flight and do amazing things. <laughs> I'll see you me. soon. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming. It's great to see your faces. <laughs> awesome. Well, All right. Well, bye guys. I'll see, bye guys. I'll see you soon. And, uh, thank you so much. And, uh, thanks for listening guys. Okay. Bye. 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 Have fun. Thank you.